Hi, and welcome to the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. Hello, Hello. I am Phoebe, and this is Tracy. She's my co-host. She's Tracy. my co-host. <laughs> yes, hi, Tracy here, and uh, we are coming to you from the studio of the People Chronicles at the Crown Plaza in Reading, which is becoming one of my favorite places to be. Because of the wine? Well, the Bottles. wine is nice, too. Um Oh, I just love it here. I like talking into a microphone across the table. And you like the People Chronicles. I love the People Chronicles. They have great stories. They have, yes. Like tear-jerking stories. They have wonderful stories, yes. Inspirational stories. Inspirational. And then two weird hungry girls. And then there's us. Yes. Right? (laughs) So, yeah, what's not to love? I love the People Chronicles. Yay. So we're excited you joined us for another episode. Yes, we are. And we are just two unapologetically cheeky chicks who are laughing and eating our way through life. So this should be fun today. I hope so. Especially. Especially. Because Easter's coming up. Yeah. I mean, that's exciting. Uh, Easter's pretty. Yes, it's fine. Easter's lovely. Do you have any Easter traditions? Well, um, no. I mean, before I had children, it was all about ham on Easter dinner at uh-huh. my mom's because she gets this fabulous, amazing ham. Where does she get it from? Costco? The German butcher at oh, okay. the fairgrounds market. Okay. It is the best ham This is good ever. to know. Oh, it is so good. I mean, I, I don't like I don't, yeah, I'm not sure about ham as a rule in general, but this ham, once a year, is delicious. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so as far as tradition goes, it's ham and asparagus and all the, you know, happy spring type stuff. And and then you have Desserts? kids and, oh my gosh, do you do, like, can I tell desserts? you about this dessert my husband makes? Yes. Oh. I can't believe, okay, first of all, oh, your yeah. husband makes a dessert and He's it's He's the good. baker in the family. Okay. He, he does pies and cakes. He does this cake for Easter. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot about it until you just said it. So I'm so happy all of a sudden. It's like this dark chocolate cake. With a um, coconut filling. I'm um, dying. And it's, mm-hmm. I forget what the, it's just so good. Is it rum soaked too? Ooh, it, ooh, uh, it could be. Oh. <laughs> I don't see why is not. It like, <laughs> is it like a white icing or is it a chocolate icing? It's a white icing. icing. It's a white icing. Mm-hmm. It's a white icing. It's just the filling. It's the coconut thing. It's that, that makes coconut, it so special? Yes. It's that coconut and chocolate. It's just Where delicious. did he get this recipe from? Like, is it a family recipe? Where no, does something? Uh, you know what? He got it, I think, from um, a website. Oh. Uh, of course, I don't remember what. Because I have a binder of mm-hmm. things that are organized <laughs> no maybe way. once a year um, by things. So I, all I know is it's in the binder, and I think it's huh. printed off a website. But unfortunately, I can't remember Dan which makes one. Rice Krispie Bars sometimes. Those are good. Um, but it's not the same, I'm telling you. he can make hot chocolate. Well, that's all right. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it makes yeah. me smile, but it doesn't make me chocolate cake with like I coconut. I bet if he made you chocolate cake like, with coconut, you would be oh my smiling ear to ear. Probably. But yeah, be I mean, and then right. you'd Easter egg hunts and stuff like that, which we just do at home. I don't, I don't take the boys out to like the big community ones because I, I don't know. I just haven't done that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, I'm, uh, I don't know about that. So, so you do them at home. We do them at home. Do you mm-hmm. stash something in the eggs, or is it like just uh, if you get the most most eggs, you get like a big prize? No, you get you get to fight it out with your brother and 
figure out oh. if it's not oh. always fair. Oh. My sister-in-law does um, an Easter egg hunt, and it's for the children and the adults. Ooh. Get to play. It gets very competitive. Fun. It's serious. Well, what are, what are, so what's in it for the adults? Well, bragging rights. And well, okay. there's like a big prize. Like if you find, um, oh gosh, Dan is going to make fun of me if he hears this podcast. So there's like a special prize. It's an Afi Komen. Mm-mm. What's that? I don't, I oh. don't, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know. <laughs> but um, everybody wants it. I don't know if it represents something in a, in the Jewish tradition. Okay. I don't, I am so terrible. I am a bad sister-in-law. <laughs> but if you win that prize, <laughs> you win like a gift certificate to Barnes and Nobles I'll or something that, cool yeah. like that, right? Well, right. Okay. So, <laughs> so that's fun. That's the prize. Plus the you get to look for like Easter eggs, like a crazy that is fool. Fun. Like that with is a, fun. Yeah. I'm like, I have been like dirty about it sometimes. Really? I see yeah. the elbows. You're throwing oh, yeah, the elbows. elbows go out. Wow. I mean. Fierce. Yeah. Fierce Phoebe. Yeah. It's it's side of Phoebe. I don't know. Who wouldn't want a basket full of like pretty Easter eggs? I mean, sometimes there's candy in them, too. Sometimes. Come on. Yes. I don't want to have to steal from the kids' Easter baskets. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So, with Easter coming up, I am not hosting Easter, but if you're going to be a guest in someone's home, mm. and you know they're going to be making ham, or my sister-in-law makes lasagna as well, ham and lasagna, maybe... Okay. I don't know what else you would make for Easter. You want to be able to either take a great bottle of wine... Or if you're hosting, be able to offer your guests the perfect bottle of wine. Absolutely. Because you and I are nothing less than like the perfect guests or hostesses. Which is why we should be invited to all sorts of yeah. fun things. I don't know why. Hello. Yeah. I'm free on Friday night. No, I'm not free on Friday night. <laughs> well, I'm busy. <laughs> so I yes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we have John here. John Susadale. And he is the sommelier of, he's not, because a no, sommelier is at a restaurant, that's restaurant, but he's the wine specialist. I just like that word, sommelier. It sounds nice. It does. <laughs> it does sound nice. And I'm sure that like most people who are listening to this podcast have probably met John, but yes. you don't know that John is like the wine specialist. The wine guy. He is. He's the wine guy at the liquor store. Yeah. That's how I refer to him. Yeah. We met a very long time ago, and I don't know if you remember this, when I used to work at the New Tricurian. I, I do, actually. And the owner used to go over for advice, and he would give the best advice. So I knew I was always in good hands if I ever needed a bottle of wine to go and ask John, because he is the guy to go to. Mm-hmm. And he also does an email, and it comes out at least twice a month. Yeah, tr- I try to do every week, but uh, yeah, it's been a little, it's, it's turned by weekly recently. Mm-hmm. Hopefully back to weekly soon. I hope so, mm-hmm. because a friend of mine told me about that. Um, so, I, of course, I signed up for that. But what can you find in this po- in this in this email that you send out? What do you share? Well, it's basically it's everything that's new in the store. That's that's the most important thing because most weeks we actually get a dozen or more. Um, last summer, I had sent one out. There was a hundred and twenty. Really? New items. I, I, I admit on vacation. So, oh. but what's <laughs> new? I uh, usually throw in some recommendations, tasty notes. And depending on my mood, I'll put in just uh, some observations, rants. Rants? Yeah. yeah. What kind of rant are you going to find? Are you ranting against the establishment? Is mm. it is it against poor, bad grapes? Is it what? what? <laughs> oh, you, you see plenty of ranting against poor, bad grapes in other people's uh, in wine magazines. The, uh-huh. la- the last rant I had, it was uh, my wife and I were watching TV, and this had no- it had nothing to do with wine, but it was alcohol-related. 
we were watching TV, and there was an ad for a new um, beer product that they claimed was undistilled. Well, of course, of course it's undistilled. And that really, oh, my God, you know, I just. <laughs> I think he's, he's, got, he's going there. <laughs> so that's the kind of so, thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So we won't make that mistake. Yeah, okay. no. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't we'll know. See. I can control myself. Okay. Getting, getting better as I get older. So this is your first time on a podcast. Yes. But you listen to a lot of podcasts. I do. And they're funny podcasts? Yeah, mostly comedy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like what? Um, a lot of things on the Maximum Fun Network. Uh, my brother, my brother, me, Jordan, Jesse, Go, Judge John Hodgman. Uh, John th- Hodgman. Yeah. Is he on like The Daily Show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Yes. Oh, okay. I have to like, check that one out. Mm-hmm. Check it out. John Hodgman. Mm-hmm. With glasses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, John Hodgman. Yep. So you... The IBM guy. Yes. Okay, yep. oh, sorry. Oh. I just made that connection. <laughs> Mac, Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, those commercials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, see. So John brought three different wines for today. And if you're going to be a guest in someone's home or if you're going to be serving Easter dinner, these are three wines that he highly recommends. Um, I don't know the difference between one of them, but I know Tracy. You said you recognize one of the labels. I recognize. Yes, I'm not. Am I allowed to say it yet? N- no. Okay, yeah. Sure. See, I don't know. She what runs the tight <coughs> ship here. No. Yeah. Say it. The rosé. The rosé. Isabel Mondavi. And rose. it's chilled. Deep rose Cabernet Sauvignon. Deep rosé. Napa Valley. Okay. <laughs> and it has a screw top. The one Tracy likes has a screw top. Of course, the one Tracy likes Which has is great. a screw top. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything yeah, not that that It exactly, doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Let's hear about that a little yeah. bit, can we? Because, yeah, you know, sure. I'm tired of getting laughed at when I bring screw top mm-hmm. bottles of wine. Yeah. Well, you know, get, getting technical, uh, there's a problem with corks. Um, they can actually become uh, affected by a chemical called uh, TCA 248-trichloroanisole. It makes a wine corked. Um, you ever, if you ever open a bottle of wine and it smells musty, mm-hmm. that's from the cork. If you seal it with a screw cap, you don't get that issue. So Good. And does does so the bottle there. ever have to breathe through the cork or no? It does, but at a much slower rate. Mm-hmm. The wine, wine still will age. There have actually been a lot of experiments done with this. Mm-hmm. And it's shown that the screw cap just slows down the aging process. And oh, I, yeah. you know, I've seen this myself too with some wines, uh, white wines, very light-bodied white wines. Um, years after they would have gone off with a cork, they were still fresh and. Mm-hmm. So. With the, oh, good. Yeah. So if you good see a know. screw top, like, do you think when you see one, I can let this age for a little bit longer, or? Yeah. It's it's just okay. not going to yeah it's not going to have the same kind of effect. It's not going to uh, oxidize. Okay. Um, mm. like, that's like good that. to know. Yeah. That is good to know. I don't know how that helps you with like a line. When you like present the bottle of wine, you're like, here's your bottle. It's got a screw top. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you can tell people that's technical mm-hmm. that says like, I know my stuff about <laughs> this bottle. <laughs> I don't know either. I, huh. I mean, yeah, I, actually, yeah. I, I, will, I have a $180 bottle with a screw cap. So it's like, look, you know, this this good wine. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. It's not all inexpensive. Hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. So which wine should we start with to uh, sample these? Oh, uh, we'd start with the uh, Canobium. Yeah, t- okay. what is, yeah, so three bottles. I'm going to pour these out. What? If you want to tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, sure. Th- this, this yeah, it, it's actually really neat. Like the, the history of the wine, the production of the wine. <laughs> it's uh, an estate owned by Trappist nuns in the region of Lazio, just outside of Rome. 
It's made from three different native grape varieties, Trebbiano, Gacchetto, and uh, Fermentino. No, Verdicchio. Sorry. Oh, I can't believe it. Are those sweet wines? No, no, no. They, they can be made into sweet wines. Okay. But, yeah, generally speaking, they're dry. Uh, okay. Made into dry wines. What's interesting about this wine, apart from the fact that it's made by nuns, the, the production method is odd. Red wine, when it's made, they usually let the wine sit on the skins, and that's where the color comes from. White wine, they usually do not do that. In this case, they do. And so the wine actually does take a darker color, and it gets different flavors to it. So it's different. This is a white. Mm -hmm. It smells really. Mm -hmm. It smells like florally. It smells delicious. Okay. Yeah, just about all the descriptions. Can you say the name of this one more time? Yeah, Canobium. Canobium. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be uh, Latin for dinner. Mm. I'm pretty sure my wife's a Latin teacher, so I think she would uh, Wow. Okay, but it's from Italy? Yes. And so what would this pair well with? This would actually, as far as Easter foods, this would be more of a match with ham. When okay. I'm, yeah, when, I, when I'm thinking of Easter foods, I think of ham or lamb. Those are the two uh, traditions I would go with. What are you so, serving at Easter? Uh, lamb, usually. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. my wife's side of the family. My side of the family, we were uh, raised Jewish, so, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't see too much of that. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. So this is, and tell me, like, as we're tasting these... Mm-hmm. And I and I the first thing I do is I smell it, but um, I think that's mostly because I see people do that, and yeah. then I see people swish it around. Yeah. Um, that's supposed to let it get some air. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why the, do, why are we doing that? Yeah, the reason for sniffing. Well, first off, the reason for swirling is to actually just get more air going through the wine. The reason for sniffing it is because basically the only thing your tongue can do is you know your your basic taste: salty, sweet, sour, bitter. That's all the tongue can detect. Everything else is through the nose. Mm-hmm. So by taking a bigger smell, you get more from more the flavor. wine. Okay. Yeah. And that's like all, all the descriptors when you ever see people talking about wine. They all say floral or fruity or you know, blackberries or this or that, and that's all the nose. Mm-hmm. Can you ever get down to the scent of, like, the fruit that's in some wine? You sometimes, sometimes can. I think I can. Mm-hmm. I think I can. I, I would not want to have an in-depth discussion with John yeah. about it because oh. I would feel silly. <laughs> but I do. You know, sometimes when you think you can smell something almost like um, one one scent that sometimes strikes me is like a tobacco-type smell. And I can't, like, it's like a sweet, but it's not a fruit. It's a, not sure, but. Yeah, that, yeah. that's really typical with full-bodied reds, Cabernets, and Shiraz, things like that. Guess what's my favorite, Cabernet. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as like not being able to detect anything, there was a, a pretty famous wine writer, Kevin Zraeli. He made in a comment in one of his books, he said that sometimes all you taste is red wine. Yeah. yeah. Can you really trust, like when you come into the store and you see, um, like they have the president's specials? Is that Chairman what Select. Chairman Select, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and sometimes you have like the information card or the wine spectator with mm-hmm. the number. Like sometimes when I look, I think maybe I should be looking for like the good number. Should you shop by the number or if you're a novice looking for something new to try, how do you pick something aside from these three recommendations? I think. Oh, that's a great, yeah, great question because I mean a lot of people do shop by the number and mm-hmm. I'm never really crazy about that because there's a lot, you know, many, many, many wines that do not get rated. And some of the more interesting ones, actually, none of these three have been rated. Oh, ah. Um, so yeah, except it's a, for by John. Yeah, well, you know, come and come and ask me, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a good starting point to go by, go by ratings. Um, okay. The way I do it, though, the way I've always shopped for things is just what haven't I had, mm-hmm. or you know, see if there's something unusual about it. If 
you know, it's a great variety you haven't tried, or what kind of things you like. How do you keep track of all the wines you've had? I mean, I don't know if I could go through the store and say, I've had that, I've had that, I haven't had that. And how, how do you keep track of you want a particular type of wine? So you want a, you're going in there and you want a Cabernet, but you've had all the other Cabernets. How do you know which Cabernet you're going to narrow that down to? Oh, a lot of times it's just my mood that day. There will be uh, Because I haven't had every wine recently, so... No. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it'll be like, okay, what have I what have I had recently? What to remember? As far as remembering what I've had, um, it's kind of strange. I just have a memory for that kind of thing. You do. Uh, I keep seen, a journal. Yeah, I've it's seen weird. some beautiful <laughs> like wine journals and things, but I I don't know that I could ever keep that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could. I mean, mine's not beautiful, but I write weird scratchy notes that probably mm-hmm. I would never show to John. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> So I keep track of things. Yeah. And when I buy things, like especially if I would come into the state store and you would suggest something to me and, it, and there wasn't a description, I write it down. And then I take one of those little tags that you find. You can find them at like um, AC Moore. And they're like little price tags that have the right. string attached. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just handwrite the little note on there and then I attach it to the bottle because I'm never going to remember mm-hmm. like what he's telling me. Um, and then Good. when I'm like whatever, if I'm cooking grilled um, vegetables, and I can go through and look at all the tags quickly and see which ones would pair well. So that's what I do. I don't know if that's helpful. Wow. Well, I don't know. Could I hire you to do that for me? Um, yeah. Okay. I'll trade chocolate cake with coconut. Oh, okay. Um, with coconut stuff. Coconut icing. Which one Which one would you suggest next then, John, out of these three? Uh, the rosé. The rosé. Oh, mm-hmm. your favorite. Well, as far as I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of like the conic conic Canubium, say that again. Canubium. Canubium. And is it I rose, really like that. Is rosé like a like a red grape? That's why is it lighter than a traditional red wine? It it's basically just hasn't had as much skin contact. Like okay. When, when the fermentation's going on, the grapes are pressed, and the skins are allowed to sit with the pressed wine, and that's where the color comes from. With the rosé, it just doesn't sit as long. It's long. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it is a red wine, just not so long. It why? Like what's the difference between? A rosé and white Zinfandel. Uh, white Zinfandel is a type of rosé. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I never knew that. I never did either. I just thought it was... The, well, can I say something funny? You should say whatever. I think it's funny. I don't like white Zinfandel. You don't? <laughs> no. Why not? And is I, it too, like, acidic? It's or? too sweet. It's too... Oh, okay. It's too just... It's such a non-wine to me. I think it's, like... I don't want to. I don't want to offend anyone who likes it. Well, no, you know, it's like your own personal taste. I don't like it. That's all I'll say. It's nice that. though. It's not like really sweet, but it's not too heavy either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is I, actually. I wasn't really quite expecting that. Yeah, there's a there's a touch of sweetness. This is this. sweeter than I mm-hmm. than I think I remember. Mm-hmm. But I always like rosés because I think of springtime. Like I think springtime is a nice time to start with the. So what would you with care the rosés? This, this is usually it works with lamb. Yeah, it works with lamb and it works with ham. It's very versatile. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you could do this one with the meat. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Could you serve it with des- as like a dessert? With a dessert or no? I suppose if it was like fresh strawberries or something like that. Okay. Ooh, that, would, that sounds very nice. Mm-hmm. It's but why lovely. would you eat strawberries? In the summertime. Why wouldn't you? When you have chocolate cake, when the coconut icing is stuck in my mind right now. This and balsamic strawberries. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Would that work? I mean, we're like, yeah, that would be great, but we should ask John. Yeah, actually, well, maybe with the sweetness of it. I mean, usually vinegar of any sort kind of offsets wine. It doesn't oh. really work too well. Oh, generally. but the but then the, the strawberries, it kind of absorbs. It just makes it more. 
she just put back the rest, that, of so. the, <laughs> the rest of the wine. Okay, so this is the last one, which is, I can't pronounce that, so. Yeah. Oh, it's a Beaujolais. Yeah. How do you pronounce that? Beaujolais? Beaujolais. Beaujolais. Oh, my God. That, that's, a, that's one of my pet peeves. Uh, oh, no. Don't get them started. <laughs> it's a Beaujolais. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Cote de Bruy. Bruy. Yeah, which is a, it's a sub-zone of Beaujolais. Okay. Single town. So is this, like, traditionally this time of year when the, I'm going to pronounce mm. it wrong. The Beaujolais. Beaujolais. Beaujolais comes out. Well, the Beaujolais. So how do you know to pick a... Yeah, well, Beaujolais, Beaujolais Nouveau comes out. It's the third Thursday of November. Um, Beaujolais. Oh, Nouveau. Nouveau, yeah. So, generally speaking, the other, the uh, Cru oh, Beaujolais are like a year after that, more serious wines. So, I think th- this is a good time of year to be drinking Beaujolais if you're mm-hmm. just drinking wine for the, the enjoyment of it. It's a light body red. Mm-hmm. It could take a little bit of a chill if you want that. Oh. It's another versatile food wine. Okay, so this is a wine that you would put in the refrigerator 20 minutes before serving. You could. Okay. Yeah. You don't need to, but if you like that this little chill. This is delicious. And which I one would... I just have to say. What? You like this one a lot? I like this one. This it's is light. my favorite. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I think this is my favorite. I, l- I thought the twist-off one was your favorite. Mm-hmm. This is my new favorite. She's taking a picture of it right now, so I she doesn't forget like, which one is I the favorite of it. The, well, that's, that's the way I... Yeah. I take pictures. I don't journal. I do, too. That's a nice way to remember. But yeah. This is good. Yeah. Cote mm-hmm. de Brut. Bruyé. Bruyé. <laughs> it's a <laughs> vin du Beaujolais. <laughs> That's wonderful. It's, it's delicious. Beautiful. It's very nice. And well, did I, go. Oh, no, go ahead. You. What would it pair well with then? Beaujolais works. It's probably one of the most versatile. It works actually with roast chicken. It works okay. with um, salmon, as long as it's not just a simple poached oh. salmon. It works with lighter okay. lighter meats. It works with salmon. a lot of vegetarian, like a spicy lentil stew or something like that. Oh, okay. This mm-hmm. is good to know. Yeah. So I love nice. the versatility of this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the price points of this bottle, but this one, this one. It's about $20. This one was $20. Mm-hmm. And the rosé was just 15 actually, which mm-hmm. is a great price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rosés mm-hmm. usually aren't that expensive. And then the first one, I can't mm. pronounce that. You'll have to pronounce it again. Yeah, the canopium. Was only 27 mm-hmm. So these are like really great priced wines Quite. that you can take. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. don't have to apologize for the screw top. Right. In fact, you should, you know, extol the virtues of the screw top. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, I, you should. I think Can so. I ask a wine question? What happened to the um, Boucheron? It was oh delisted God. years ago. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, except that I can't find it anymore. Yeah, a lot of times things like that. Well, I'm not going to say the winery. I, I always, yeah, yeah, the winery burned down. I will say that. No, um, usually <laughs> the whole, that. yeah, usually the <laughs> wholesaler just dropped the, dropped the line. All right, well, so. we'll talk about that after. Yeah, I think we should have him back again because, yeah, because yeah. there's so much more we need to learn. First of all, about wines. This is this was kind of fun for this Easter, definitely. But I need to get like tips on how to like. Like the shape of a glass. I know we had talked about that too. Like, what's the best kind of shape? Right. How to hold a glass? Right, right. All that and other what about things. stemless glasses? Yeah, stemless. Yeah. So Is we have there to a point to that. Or if not, he'll come so. back, maybe if he listens to this podcast, we didn't crack many jokes. I mean, I'm not a John <laughs> Oliver or well, who's or, that guy or the Matt the PC guy. Yeah. I don't. But John, John Hodgman. We can come up with Justin Long. We'll come up with some jokes. We're funny. We think we're funny. <laughs> yeah. Generally, we are. We're funny. <laughs> yes, usually. <laughs> to ourselves but yeah. you're delightful oh thank you yeah I'm thank so you glad for, you came thank, thank you, you for so talking much. about this wine sure. so i encourage you to check out um the email that john sends out you're going to go to i'm going to spell it out it's j-s-u-z-a-d-a-i-l at p-a dot gov 
So if you just Perfect. send him a note and ask to be put on that email list, you are going to be in the know because you totally do not want to be missing out on these emails. Oh, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, really. So. It's one of the best kept secrets in Brooks County. Love it. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. Yes, You're thank you. Thanks for listening in. Thanks, everybody. Make sure to check out phoebespurefood.com to stay current on local foods, places to go, things to eat, all that good stuff. Yeah. All that good stuff. You got so much good stuff. Oh, thank you. Oh, you do. Um, Thanks for listening in, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.